Welcome to the PG Growth Planned Giving Podcast. Welcome to the PG Growth Planned Giving Podcast. I'm Ed Sluga. You know, I'm very lucky to be working with some of the experts in planned giving from across the country, but we often forget, too, that they have various specialized areas of interest and expertise that they bring to our table and they bring to our clients and to the sector in general. Peggy Colleen is one of those experts. Peggy has a really strong interest and insight into the use of stewardship, not only as a way to engage with stakeholders and bring them toward a planned gift, but also as an overall imperative within any organization trying to raise money. As we all know out there in the fundraising world, it's a lot easier to retain a donor than to acquire a donor. Also, it's a lot less expensive. But for some reason, that isn't the focus of a lot of our organizations working in the charitable sector in Canada. Peggy has a lot of insight into this, and the conversation that we had was really focused on that imperative around stewardship, but also how simple and easy It is to actually engage with your current donors and stakeholders and deepen that relationship. So this is a very interesting conversation around stewardship. Hope you enjoy it. Peggy, I know that one of the areas that you're very, very interested in and you've got some expertise and some experience in is robust stewardship programs within organizations. And with a robust program, I know that there is uh, an importance in planned giving and and receiving more planned gifts from uh, your donor base to your charity. But I wanted to take a look first at what we see or what you see as lacking in most stewardship programs that our colleagues and our um, charitable organizations across the country are currently operating. What, what's missing from those programs and uh, right now from your point of view? Thanks, Ed. That's a, that's a great question. And you know, it's important to me because I think the biggest thing uh, that's lacking that I can see and, and we see when, when we work with people around the country is that um, complete lack of understanding of the absolute key core strategic importance of stewardship to everything in the development process. And that it's often seen as something that's um, just a, an add-on uh, you know, we do this, but we do it over here instead of being seen as the, the real core of what we do um, and, and something that needs to be front and center, completely central to our operations and, and everything that we do as we as we raise money and as we engage with donors. So just to give us some perspective, that that lack of understanding of this strategic imperative around stewardship given your experience, given the organizations you've worked with, and without being critical, where does this this essential lack of understanding emanate from? Why is there this lack of understanding within organizations currently? 
I think there's a there's still a key um, component of fundraising today that's about money in the door today, and you know cash is cash today is, is more important than looking at sustainability, and so I think I think that probably that's the biggest factor when it comes to thinking about investing in things like stewardship and putting putting time, money, and human resources into the area is not really having a, uh, a forward-looking uh, viewpoint where this is gonna benefit you so much more in the, even in the medium term, but people are thinking about, but you know, we, just, we just need to get that, that big chunk of money in, especially when we're talking about annual giving, um, which is of course the start of the, of the pipeline going to, to plan giving. Let's get those donors in, let's report that we got this much money, we got this, this many donations, um, and not understanding that in a year, uh, we will have incredible attrition of, of those donors. We, we will lose so many of those first time donors, but we'll just do the same thing again and, and acquire a whole lot of new people who we will likely lose in the same way in the following year without stewardship. So I think it's just being, and, and I, I feel that uh, charities are in a difficult position because they do need to raise money today. They do need to say how much money did we bring in today, and we, you know, we we need we need to uh, to fulfill what we planned for this year, and perhaps doing stewardship uh, in a in an extremely uh, precise and and fulsome way is is going to be expensive. Yeah. Okay. So you know, when you're saying this, I'm nodding because I understand where you're coming from. And let's be honest, there's a lot of our colleagues across the country working within organizations who are likely listening to this and nodding at the same time. They understand that's important. So let's give them a moment. Let's say that their VP, the CEO, someone comes to them and says, you know, what we would like is your opinion on really fulsome, precise, as you say, stewardship. What does that look like and how do we implement that? So perhaps just give a little bit about, first off, what's it look like? And then secondarily, how do we go about implementing this for the organization's benefit to retain those donors? So I think what it looks like is uh, stopping, um, stopping for a moment and figuring out where does stewardship actually sit in your organization, if at all, if you're, you're talking about from, a, from an individual perspective of a charity. But broadly, I'd say that uh, the plan, and there should be a plan, so it's stopping to say, let's, let's, let's plan to do proper, fulsome, precise stewardship, should be finding a way to actually reorganize your structure. I'm suggesting that the structure of your organization changes and that stewardship becomes a central position that could even be uh, a, a position that actually speaks to all the other parts of your, of your, of your structure. So stewardship sits almost in a, uh, if you have an org chart, in a, in a top position. And what happens there is that it's integrated into every single section of what you're doing. It's integrated into your marketing and your communications. It's integrated into your finance and administration. It's integrated into your program services where people who are frontline are dealing, potentially dealing with donors and supporters. It's integrated 
obviously into your fundraising, into how your uh, major gift, planned gift, annual gift, leadership gift people are working. And the plan is across the whole organization and everybody uh, has an understanding of how it works and also understands that it's part of building your culture of philanthropy with the organization. Everybody understands why it's important. Yeah, and that's really interesting. And I have just a, a, a you know, a, a, a bit of a comment around this and just some of the experience that I've had with a client. Uh, and this goes to implementation. And the question I had from the VP of this university advancement office was, who is responsible for stewardship, particularly specifically around planned gift expectancies? Who is responsible? And what I said at the time was, you have a stewardship department, and ultimately they're charged with implementation or carrying out the activity. But in the particular case of stewardship in that university, really the responsibility lay with the lead on planned giving, because if they didn't push stewardship, uh, then of course other priorities can come up and the stewardship team, like with most of our departments and fundraising across organizations are uh, you know, stretched, they're, they're asked to do much more than they're given resources to do. So this is in fact a, a partnership between program leads who are responsible for the program area and their stewardship colleagues to make sure that this great stewardship is carried out. So that's part, I think, of the implementation, that this is a collaborative activity, much like with blended gifts or much like with elevation of donors from one area to another. This is collaborative, don't you, in, in your mm -hmm. particular thinking. Would you agree? I'd agree. And I'd, I'd go even further than that, because I'd say that it is, in fact, part of everybody's role. So your plan giving lead or your or your other leads should not be actually saying it's it's the stewardship department. That's where I think the silo actually happens. But that, that there's a plan that everybody understands and that there are touch points that everybody understands. But many of those touch points belong to the lead or the or the people working and building relationships in each of those areas. It's for them to do. So it's not just letters. We're not talking about we sent a letter or we sent an impact report or we invited these people to an event. Um, the leaders is also engaging. I mean, stewardship is a, is a powerful engagement tool with donors. It really builds your relationship. It builds your trust. And those relationships, as we know, happen between individuals uh, at your organization. So everybody should feel their responsibility, but also understand where it's fitting into the plan and feel justified in the amount of time and effort that they're putting into it, that this is not wasted time. This is part of your fundraising job to do this. That's great. So what we've got now, we've, we've understood in our organization that we're lacking in this integrated stewardship activity. We've been called in by the VP or perhaps the VP has determined uh, that this is uh, an important thing. We've we've gone, we've taken a look, we've integrated this across all areas. We have the leads collaboratively working with the stewardship department, if we have a stewardship department. Uh, so it's all working now. Peggy, what's the outcome for our organization and, uh, and how does that manifest itself 
when we've got this wonderful stewardship that's strategically positioned and operating in this partnership and collaborative way. So the outcome, the immediate outcome is going to be uh, a retention of donors a lot and you're at the beginning of your, your annual giving pipeline. If you're focusing on people making their first time gift, there's research that shows within four years you'll be your your the amount of money that you're earning in your annual program is just much 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 higher but you're also retaining donors so what you're getting is you're building that loyalty you're building the kind of commitment that will eventually lead to leadership gifts major gifts and very importantly to planned gifts because we know that that in the end is is where it's going to come from and that it's five times more likely to be a loyal donor uh, who makes a planned gift uh, than any other kind of donor. So building your building your stewardship practices so that you're actually uh, building that engagement, trust, commitment, loyalty leads to just simply leads to planned gifts. Well, that's great. I think you're right about that. My experience has been over the years, it's those organizations that are able to uh, purposefully reach out to, to their loyal donors, to their leadership donors, to their major gift donors in this way, see a natural progression. And that's one of the things that we often talk about. It's this natural progression, this social norm of engagement that leads to planned gifts. And I think that you've seen that over the time working with the various organizations you have as well. Absolutely. And I think when it becomes such a natural part of what people do, it really shows. It really shows in the way that donors are appreciative. It shows in the way that you suddenly see your um, your loyalty growing, your monthly donor program growing. Even you can actually see the results quite quite quickly. I would say it's probably in two to four years you're going to see astounding results. You've really made a focus, really made a plan, really been intentional, and engaged volunteers. It's a wonderful way to engage volunteers thanking donors um, personally and, and in a timely way. Yeah, this is really great stuff. So lots to think about for, for people who are listening to this podcast. Lots to think about, lots of uh, ideas uh, strategically to put into place. And I think this is something that every organization ought to think about. Peggy, thank you for your time around this and your insight and wisdom. Thank you for having me, Ed. Thank you for joining me on the PG Growth Plan Giving Podcast. For more issues and episodes of the Plan Giving Podcast, please go to your favorite podcast app or look for us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. You can also go to our website, pggrowth.com. Until next time, thanks again. Take care.